Digital customer experience was a front burner issue for financial institutions coming into 2020, and COVID-19 has turned up the heat even more. To get into the subject of digital customer experience during COVID and beyond, we have two guests on this week's podcast, both from SAS. David Williams is a principal in integrated marketing, and Joan McGowan is a principal in global banking. Each views the challenges from their own vantage point, and they have a number of valuable insights to share. Actionable insights can help power smart decisions. Each week, the BAI Banking Strategies podcast focuses on important issues facing financial services leaders, as well as the emerging trends that are rapidly reshaping the financial industry. I'm Terry Badger, your host and the managing editor at BAI. Pull up a chair and join us. The COVID-19 pandemic has accelerated the growing trend toward digital banking, and that includes the all-important customer experience. How are banks managing with this acceleration? And what other digital challenges are awaiting them in the longer term? To dig down into this theme, we have two guests on the Banking Strategies podcast today, both from SAS. David Williams is Principal Business Advisor for Integrated Marketing, and Joan McGowan is a Global Banking Industry Principal. Joan, David, thanks very much for joining us today. Pleasure to be here. Yes, it is. Thank you, Terry. Of course. So, David, most banks have been working on digital customer experience for some time now. So what is the COVID-19 pandemic showing us about gaps or exposures in their customer experience progress? Or uh, as Warren Buffett might put it more colorfully, what is being exposed by the receding tide? Well, from a personal perspective, I think the gaps become visible when you consider focus. And I think they've been visible for some time. At a macro level, I think we've seen some very significant improvements in convenience delivered through the digital experience. For example, open banking, information delivery, account opening and servicing. Banks are providing useful service offerings aimed at helping customers to manage common life stage and financial challenges and boost their digital confidence. They're leveraging partner ecosystems to deliver relevant third-party offers digitally at exactly the right time. But people expect more than just convenience. In the move to digital, you must question whether banks have lost the micro-level focus on the individual customer. Considering how much banks know about us and how we live our lives, where's the hyper-personalization that demonstrates that they know us intimately and can solve our immediate challenges? Where's the proactive service that spots when we've got a problem and takes rapid steps to resolve it? I hear so many stories from friends and colleagues astonished about the irrelevance of the offers they get from their bank. Banks must deliver on the promise of customer experience excellence. They must use agility and automation to engage seamlessly and frequently with every customer and do it at scale. In a digital world heavily influenced by COVID, banks need to be able to immediately segment customers accurately by their need, then take steps to address that need effectively using real-time and offline data. COVID-impacted customers will need to be guided positively to all available assistance that will improve the situation, reducing longer-term financial risk. People will recover financially, and the way they're managed at such a difficult time will have a major impact upon their future consideration of banking providers. David, you talk about that the banks know a lot about us, but what are the important things about the customers that they should really know that they're not learning? And why aren't they? 
they know a huge about every one of us, where we are in our lives, our relative wealth, financial interests, leisure interests, where we live, where we work, where we shop. From a transactional history, they can infer a huge amount about where we are now and should be able to predict what will be important to us next. And the best indicator of immediate needs that we don't see banks picking up effectively is the trail of clues we generate when we interact through digital channels, where we come from, what we're looking for, how often we look, how deeply we interact with the information provided. Whether we're looking for information on mortgage payment holidays due to COVID or for a new personal loan for a car purchase, very often a bank will pick up these digital signals in an incomplete form up to days after the event, too late to use it to drive an effective experience, maybe letting the customer or prospect move on to a competitor. Everything needs to be available in real time so it can drive segmentation decisions and action when they'll have most impact, when the customers actively engage. When captured and used properly, this kind of information can have a really significant impact on the effectiveness of a bank's next best action program, revenues and channel effectiveness. One major European bank captures these insights and incorporates them into their daily next best action process, using analytics to calculate a list of up to 150 ranked actions per customer, sales and service focused. List is accessed by any channel where the customer is engaged, the actions and offers are presented consistently, and the take rates are really high. This particular bank has seen a 10% revenue uplift as a result of the greater relevance and timeliness of the actions and offers presented. Why isn't uh, more attention being paid to the power of digital insights? Maybe due to the constant operational pressure that banks face. They don't test the effectiveness of more comprehensive, fresher digital interaction data. Simply, do they don't know what they're missing. David, are these key customer experience shortcomings, are these uh, a question of insufficient technology? Is it a commitment issue? Is it a priorities issue? Is it maybe they're just not feeling enough competitive pressure? Well, I think in many banks, we still see technological hangovers from the days when digital was a very separate channel and it was managed as such. Web analytics tools are fantastic for tracking digital channel activity and effectiveness, but they're also commonly used to capture customer interactions, and there are very significant limitations as to what they can deliver. Data is often provided in a very raw form. It requires very significant effort to translate it to give a best and incomplete customer journey perspective. Data also needs to be downloaded from vendors, and that can mean delays of at best four hours, but more typically days before the actionable data is available, and that's too late to drive relevant, meaningful action and experience. Why hasn't the situation been rectified? It's kind of a perfect storm. First ingredient, we've got a strong partisan support for a class of technology that many users are comfortable with, which works well, but which has been used out of context. And the second is that banks do face a lack of competitive pressure and can be monolithic and slow moving when it comes to driving change. They have large, relatively stable bases, and there can be a tendency to focus on the macro level CX initiatives rather than delivering against individual custom needs that could be achieved, you know, if they were using the right kind of technologies. Joe, I haven't forgot about you. How much of customer experience do you see as meeting an existing want or an existing need? And, and how much of it is creating a future want or need that may help a bank be more competitive in the latter sense of, you know, build it and they will come? Yeah. Well, sadly, my experience in banking has never been exciting. I mean, I think most still view banking as looking after their salary or providing a mortgage. Now, I did get excited when I found an app in which I could send my daughter. She's in another country. I could send her money that arrived instantly at today's exchange rate. I did get small charge for the instant, but it would have been free 
had I waited for the money to be deposited in a couple of days. So banks don't offer that. And, you know, in the world of banking now, experience is heavily commoditized and it's very uniform. They should consider experience as the last differentiator, the main differentiator. And therefore, it's going to be necessary for banks to be competitive against those digital challenges, the one I just talked about. They need to counteract the long-term risk from the digital natives, the digital challenges, by making their services distinguishable, you know, exceptional. They don't do that today. So I guess once they're through COVID, they really do need to take a breath, look at this new digital footprint that's come on board since COVID, has been pushed on board, try and understand the recent changes in behaviour. It's really quite interesting. If you look, I think I've been home, what, maybe 12, 14 weeks? My behaviour for shopping, for example, has changed significantly. How much of that will stick? I don't know, but some of it will stick. Banks need to understand that. And they then need to predict future behavior and start to create that exciting experience. David, Jonas talking about, you know, the digital challengers out there that are lurking, that are looking to chip away at the market uh, shares that banks currently hold. So is there an industry out there that has already been down this digital challenger, this digital customer experience road and based on their experience could tutor the financial companies to help them get this right? Yeah, I think online retail has moved faster out of necessity. I think yeah. intense competitive pressures have forced rapid innovation. And we see that many of our retail customers have a more creative and sophisticated vision for the digital use cases they would like to implement. And it's driven by sharp commercial considerations, namely that there's generally unrealized business left on the table. And in all cases, their vision is driven by more timely, comprehensive digital interaction data. It is the lifeblood of change. If I look at the companies I deal with on a regular basis online, I see a mid-market supplier of woodworking tools doing a far better job of digital tracking, personalized recommendations, and following up offline than my bank has ever done. They seem a lot hungrier to get my business, and they don't really want to leave any stone unturned to get it. Interestingly, government is starting to deliver an excellent digital experience. So in the UK, so many painful things must do things like taxing your car have now been moved digitally. They can be achieved in just a few clicks. The range of services available digitally is expanding very, very quickly. Huge kind of um, cost benefits to government from moving services digitally and fantastic for the, uh, the citizen uh, in using those services. Food industry, some very interesting kind of um, combinations of kind of apps and kiosks and outlet redesign are starting to bring in some really streamlined personalized experiences, McDonald's, for example. So if you use the McDonald's app, the app usage, the preferences you kind of set in there, determining that you see the menu you see at the drive-thru. So if you're vegetarian, that's all you see. So simple, personalized, and just focusing you in on the things you're most likely to buy. David, where does the technology intersect with the people in your view of customer experience? I mean, I'm thinking about this as a a labor versus capital question, if you will. So how does the role of people change? Do they keep a meaningful role or to use the, the modern manufacturing analogy, do they become the small staff that's just kept around to oil the robots? Interesting question. I mean, COVID-19, it's going to mean an ongoing shift towards digital, as, as Joan said. You know, all of us are using digital more and more heavily, and a shift to ever more digital engagement, customer experience is inevitably going to mean change. 
digital customer experience will inevitably be driven by greater automation, and that means accurate, detailed, real-time interaction data from the get-go, AI-driven recommendations, personalization and testing, analytic attribution and journey optimization. All of these kind of ensure the customer's guide as effectively as possible towards meeting their, their immediate need and their ultimate life goals. And greater automation is going to mean that roles will change. So rather than spending time on the mechanics of, say, data preparation and delivery on building and automating customer journeys and on building and integrating models to drive those journeys, more attention is going to need to be focused on the fuel of CX. And that's going to be the journeys, the offers, the creatives, the value-added experience that can be built into the customer journey to add differentiation. So I think effort's going to shift away from the more mundane building and maintenance of the nuts and bolts of the CX infrastructure towards more creative roles. So imagining and designing the elements of the program that are going to be delivered via a largely kind of automated infrastructure. Joan, we're seeing reports that COVID-19 is feeding into and perhaps even accelerating a greater desire for digital privacy. Things like tracking people's movements using their phones, for instance. So how might that complicate the CX landscape for banks, given that collecting more data is a big part of the imperative at a time when trust may be waning? Yeah, it is a bit of a catch-22 question and a very important question. I mean, I think the aggrievance of being monitored or, or even you know, spied on is very real. And there is a natural aversion to the idea you know, that the government or a business, whether that's big tech or a bank, knows what we're doing when. So it's all about trust and it's all now digital. And this is driving the demand for greater transparency and control of our own data. I want control of my data. And actually, to me, customer demand, customer expectation is the biggest driver of change in the banking industry. And there's so much going on in the banking industry. So to say that just sort of highlights the importance of what customer demand means and should mean to banks. And again, it's all about trust, right? We've already given banks a second chance following the financial crisis. We still trust banks to look after our intimate financial information. They, and they've earned that trust back. They are perceived as secure. But if that trust is abused, it will become a headline and it's going to lead to further regulation. On top of that, open banking and open access by third parties to our financial information can be worrying to us as individuals. And that's also going to lead to greater demand for protection and privacy. And as we've been talking about all through this is the move to digital banking, again, turbocharged by the pandemic. So it's all happening right now. Um, means that banks have to stop. They have to stop and think about this. They have to work harder to maintain that trust. And that's through the deployment of privacy technologies. So us as individuals, we want to know what data a bank has on us. We want to own our data and we absolutely want to have a say in how our data is used. So one example that does play on my mind a lot is the need to make it easier for me to opt in or opt out of how banks market my data. I think that's very critical. However, having said all of this, and this is the irony of this, is that we are very willing to put our data out there and have allowed it to be monetized by the social media giants. We, you know, we've handed them this data, but there's a tipping point. There's a fine balance here. And, you know, trust is a privilege to be lost by the banks. 
But as I said, technology should have a big part to play. It's already used in the collation, you know, to collate, model, disseminate and monetize our data. And it should play a bigger part and it will play a bigger part in protecting our data. So banks, they have to sort of reconcile the benefits of like smart services that are, are driven by data, big data and more data and AI. So, you know, with the AI, we as individuals don't get insights to what they're doing to that data. Again, it's about trust. That has to be reconciled with individual privacy. David, you're a bank and you see the need and you have the commitment to follow through on CX. So where do you start? In your view, what are the big strategic questions to be addressed up front? And what are the early tactics to put into place to get things rolling? You know, talking to a friend of mine in, uh, in one of the UK banks um, over the last couple of days, COVID-19 has fundamentally changed the immediate future beyond all recognition. For banks, BAU and new development is going to be severely impacted while maximum effort is focused towards mitigating the kind of the impacts of the pandemic. Capacity for change is going to be quite limited for quite you know a considerable time. But just like our communities are starting to emerge into the post-COVID world, banks need to start planning for that world too. And if they accept that they need to design a new personalised and even a hyper-personalised digital experience, data is going to be the lifeblood that brings their vision to life. And the first question to be answered is, how do we find out everything about our digital visitors' needs and behaviour? And as a first step towards building a better experience, banks should think about improving the insights collected from their digital channels as they are now, COVID impacted or not, what's every customer thinking about and doing as they engage digitally and how should the bank respond for maximum effect? And rich granular customer data collection and digital identity management can be implemented remotely in a matter of weeks, sitting alongside the operational channel insights that are already in place. The data collected can impact existing customer engagement programs and analysis immediately driving activities focusing on COVID-impacted customers and continued cross-selling and service-focused actions for others. But the data captured can also be used as the basis of exploring and planning and testing for that new hyper-personalized experience. Further downstream, digital insights will need to be supported with personalization, journey management, decisioning capabilities. But let's just start with the data. Joan, I recently came across an article on the internet. Headline was pretty eye-catching. It was, banking is essential, banks are not. And this article was from 2012. So it's an idea that has been around for a while. Existential threat is a phrase that I think is overused. But let me ask, how much danger, how much mortal danger do you think any given bank is facing if they don't get it right on this move to digital customer experience? So this is such an interesting question, and I actually could talk for hours on it, but I promise you I won't. <laughs> I believe that actual quote is attributed to Bill Gates, and it goes all the way back to 1994. And I don't agree with Bill Gates. Um, I don't agree with what he said. Banks will always exist for multiple reasons, and they're outside of the customer experience. But their value is in question, and that's all about their customer experience. So the reasons I believe banks will always be here is that, first of all, they're one of the oldest professions, and the industry is, is unique. If you think about it, the industry, it's tied to, it's integral to the economy. We're hand in hand with the Fed, 
And there are central banks across across the world. You've got Bank of England, European Central Bank. No other industry can claim that. You don't have a central bank for airlines or a cent equivalent for an airline or oil industry. We're also very highly regulated. We are five times more regulated than any other technology industry. And this has blocked entry to the industry. Getting a banking license is incredibly hard. But probably most importantly for us all is, you know, as individuals, is that our deposits are insured. Big tech or fintech or the new digital challenges that are under the banking license cannot do this. So I think as long as the bank is the vault to our deposits and our salaries go into the bank, they will remain. Again, they're part of the economics, um, they're part of the infrastructure of the economy. So I think the question really is, can they grow, you know, along the value chain? Can they get value elsewhere? Because they really are not making fees on deposits and loans at the moment. It's simple. If they don't offer what the customer desires, they're going to lose out to the non-banks. They've already lost me, for example, on, as I said earlier, the transfer of money around the world because it's so much easier for me to do using a non-bank app. That's all the questions I brought with me today. Joan McGowan, Global Banking Industry Principal at SAS, and David Williams, Principal Business Advisor for Integrated Marketing. Many thanks again for joining us and sharing your insights today. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, Terry. Here are three key points from today's podcast with David Williams and Joan McGowan from SAS. Banks provide many useful services to help customers manage their financial challenges, but in today's competitive tech-driven environment, people expect more than just convenience. They want a laser focus on their individual needs. As David says, banks must deliver on the promise of customer experience excellence, and at the heart of that imperative is wringing all of the value out of their vast troves of personalized data. Why is customer experience so important? One of the key reasons is that so much of banking is increasingly commoditized. CX is one of a shrinking number of ways that a financial institution can differentiate itself in a crowded marketplace that increasingly includes non-bank digital challengers. Failing to differentiate may mean leaving gettable money on the table, and that's not great for business. And finally, what happens to people in banking as digital capabilities take on a greater and greater role? Customer experience in the years ahead will be driven by greater automation, interactive data, journey optimization, and so on. Our guests from SAS say more automation is going to change human roles, less building the infrastructure, and more toward the creative elements that add value to the customer's experience. Thanks again for listening to the BAI Banking Strategies podcast. I'm Terry Badger, Managing Editor of BAI. Join us next week for more insights on key issues facing the financial services industry.